Welcome to the Sports Ball Ramble. My name is Shane McGilski. Um, so yeah, we've had kind of a crazy, a crazy week in terms of a couple things um, going on the Sports Ball today, and I feel like I have to address a couple things. First of all, um, despite the promises of of stuff of videos and Instagram and other stuff, I think the reality is um, I got to a point where I just kind of looked at the myself at this point, like I'm trying to create stuff fast enough, and I realized. There is no way I'm going to quit create things alone and fast enough. Um, when I started Sports Ball today, I had an intention to kind of do what other YouTubers have done. And that is kind of basically uh, just kind of creating direct on my own. And, you know, I think the reality is they had some prior experience with editing and uh, editing and directing and all this other YouTube related of stuff and thumbnail creation and the reality is I didn't I, I I just did not have that um now when I started this I started this in the idea of this in May I had a full intention of just trying to like learn and try to do three months which I don't know how well that would have gone I don't necessarily think that would have been amazingly well but I think it would have gone better than this um the reality is I kind of struggled with uh my mom going through a professional transition and uh I was doing a lot of work for her because of that, and I just it, it just sapped up a lot of energy that, I, and I, I apologize for it sapping up a lot of energy, that I, I just did not have the energy to, to add, like, be ongoing, like, a th working 30 hours a week, 30, 30 to 40 hours a week, and then doing work for this, like, it just, I didn't have both, I, I, I don't know if I, I feel like I need to gain both, but I didn't have it, I, it's just been, it was just kind of a period where... I, I just was like, I'm going to roll with it and just try to make something happen. But anyways, um, I just I, I just kind of understand uh, what the predicament is. And I just kind of took a look at the where we are at and I just realized, you know what? We need to kind of make a decision to take a step back look at what we need to do, how I want to create videos in the future, and get the people around me who at least have a better experience than I do to kind of help me out, assist me, and try to work as a team rather than trying to go out on my own and trying to do everything on my own because, um, yeah, I don't think that's going it, to, it, it's not going to happen anytime soon if it has to be on my own. I, I feel like I, I'm struggling with a lot of things despite having the resources. Um, I think it's just right now I'm at a place where I feel like I have to ask for help or it, this is not going to be executed the way I want it to be executed. So uh, that's kind of where I stand right now. So that's really, that's kind of really uh, where we're at, at least with that. Um, when it comes to the ramble, as you know, we didn't post anything before week five's coverage. And week before was kind of a rush job in all acknowledgement. I think going forward, I'm going to try to do two podcasts, one uh, one before and one after, um, um, uh, one before and one after the week, uh, just so I don't have to rush videos like that anymore and try to combine and try to do anything because I'm missing a lot of stories and I'm missing the intention of it. So I'm taking a step back, taking a bunch of steps forward, um, and I'm kind of doing, I'm trying something this week. I want to see how it goes. I'm not going to say this is a permanent thing, but I'm going to try it this week. I'm going to, I'm doing this one and I'm going to do, um, I'm just covering the week's games, uh, the previous week's games, and then I'm going to, uh, hype up the upcoming slate, um, in, in, uh, in the next one. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. Uh, 
By the way, fun fact, if you did hear my predictions, you probably would have gotten a lot of stuff wrong as I'm going to go into this. So, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, first of all, we have Colton Patriots, which, uh, yeah, no, I, I can't say much. I think it, what it showed was that the Patriots should not be a team that you can easily run over, which I, I think we should have all gone into the season expecting. And the Colts, they're, uh, they really shouldn't be considered anything special, which they're not. They're, this is a team that's not really anything special. This is a team that, yeah, they have Andrew Luck back, but there's so many issues that they're not going to contend with Luck until they get better pieces around him, especially on the defensive standpoint. I mean, you gave up 38, which, again, you're giving up 38 to Tom Brady, but Tom Brady and his offense have struggled at times. And um, I feel like that game is just... 38-24 doesn't say the full story because it was really... The game was really over, like, in the first half. Like, that game was over in halftime because the Patriots just took the lead and never gave it back. Uh, I don't really have much more to say about this game. I mean, I'll, I'm going to cover uh, more. I feel like Andrew Luck... Good luck to Andrew Luck. I hope he does better um, next week, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what we can do with that. But uh, And by the way, I do want to... Uh, begrudgingly re uh, thanked, uh, congratulate Tom Brady, not thank, but congratulate Tom Brady over for uh, being the third player in NFL history to make 500 touchdowns, to uh, throw for 500 touchdowns, which, uh, good for him, good for him for doing that, um, he is a, a, a sure ballot Hall of Famer, like, there is no other player I think would be as much of a lock, but as I will get into this week, he wasn't the only quarterback making big headlines. Um, but let's get into the Sunday 1 o'clock slate now without with that kind of acknowledged. Um, uh, Tennessee and Buffalo. I was at that game. I will tell you something. That was a crazy defensive battle. Uh, Bills and Titans both were really ineffective on offense, but Buffalo was just able to score a touchdown and get a couple field goals, and that's all they needed to do. And they held the Titans to four field goals and couldn't did not let him in the end zone. I think it said a few things. I think one, it said that Josh Allen isn't... I, I feel like Josh Allen is got, does not have the weapons around him or the help around him to be able to productively move the ball around. He is able to make plays when he is able to step up and use his legs and go for the end zone. And the, the real reason why Buffalo won this game is the defense played lights out football. They they had three turnovers. Uh, they This was a team that had three turnovers in the game. This was a team that... Uh, kept the Titans, the Titans out of the end zone and took a, a team that plays very tough and ugly football and on the road and and just kind of confirmed it. Yeah, we're not don't write us off yet. I feel like two and three, you're not your season Buffalo season's not over by any means. This is not a oh well this is a rebuilding year. Yeah, I don't know. I mean I think Buffalo's more competitive than people are gonna expect them to be. Like they're gonna play the Colts and Texans. Um and despite the Texans winning this week uh, there's neither of which are gimmies for the Colts and Texans. Buffalo could realistically go four and three going into uh and going into the Monday Night Patriots battle in a few weeks. If they go four and three, that this is a team that is going to be very very surprising to see how it goes that down because this is a team that could potentially uh go into December with a shot in the postseason. So. Uh, yeah, as much as people have said this is a rebuilding year for Buffalo, it's not over yet, but the offense needs to click better because as much as the defense plays well, 
eventually the offense is not going to be able to compensate for tougher teams. Uh, anyways, uh, following that, we also have another... And by the way, I think that there was a recurring theme for this week. It was just games were decided... There were a lot of games decided by field goals. N- not the first one, but in the, Sunday, in the Sunday slate, there was a lot of games decided by field goals. Um, another example of this, uh, Giants and Panthers, uh, with the... With who the Panthers kind of won that game, which, by the way, that was a great competitive game. OBJ had a, an amazing day, got a, had a long touchdown pass, and ha, and caught it for a long touchdown. It was uh, OBJ to Barkley at one point, which is kind of incredible to see. Uh, but, yeah, it's one of those things that uh, that, that game, they played very tough football. They're 1-4, but they played very tough football. The Panthers won their game. They're now 3-1 because Gano hit a, a record-tying 63-yard field goal. Which, uh, it is incredible to see when you get one like a long field goal to win the game. That is that is a statement. That is a statement on Graham Gano and his value to the Panthers. That is a statement that the Panthers should not be... The Saints right now, again, I'll cover the Saints, but the Saints are not a gimme to win the NFC South. That That is going to be a tougher division than people expect. So, that's kind of where they're at. The Giants... They're not playing for this year. They're playing for next year at this point, which, again, I think it takes Barkley some talent. At this point, you've got to be concerned if Eli Manning has a long-term future in New York. But apparently what doesn't have a long-term future in New York is Eric Flowers, who, to my knowledge, was cut today by the New York Giants for playing like Eric Flowers, which is crap. He played like crap. That's what happens when you play like crap. That is what happens when you can't uh, defend a two-time Super Bowl-winning quarterback. That's what happens when you can't, uh, when you constantly, he's a bad bodyguard. That's what the offensive line is uh, in New York, are bad bodyguards. They're like, yeah, this is a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback, and they are just letting him get, like, mugged. They, it's almost better if they didn't have bodyguards because at least he's like, oh, well, then we can blame the guy more. No, he had bodyguards. The bodyguards are ineffective. It, it's kind of like if you had a celebrity who had bodyguards. Yeah, it's kind of like that. So, uh, celebrities had bodyguards, and if the... If the celebrity didn't have bodyguards, bodyguards and got hit by the person, you kind uh, or really got uh, attacked by someone, you have a situation where they would be kind of like, "Oh well, that's on them. That's on the bodyguard. That is clearly on them. That is clearly on that situation." You all, and then or and then you could also argue that hey, that they should get some help. Um, in a way, that should have happened. That's a similar case also with the Giants. Only instead of Hey, it's on that guy. It's on. Hey, the the current support team is not doing their job, because yeah, the guy attacked, but clearly he's better than the uh, than the bodyguards, and it's it's become a reoccurring theme. It's it's one thing they'll make a mistake. It's another thing when the mistakes become so apparent that it's almost it's just getting st- stupidly expensive to protect the guy who's not being protected. So. It's, he's better off having not the Giants are better off having no offensive line because yeah Eli Manning would get hit more absolutely but at least you're not owing people millions of dollars to fail at their job uh, and Eric and I guess they have realized that with Eric Flowers that they have to cut ties at this point because he has done that bad of a job and has created such a bad statement that they had to just bad to cut ties but anyways let's get into the Dolphins and Bengals as well who uh, the Bengals pulled out uh, a victory after scoring 27 unanswered points, which, I mean, good for the Bengals. They played good football. This is a team that is uh, currently leading the NFC North. The Dolphins, are they lost their lead on the AFC East. 
But I do want to note something about the uh, the AFC East right now. The AFC East, all four teams, despite this being a division that should be considered lopsided, is within one game. They're all within one game of each other. Uh, the 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 Dolphins and uh, Patriots both are three and two, with the Patriots uh, having the tiebreaker over the Dolphins because of the head the head win. And Buffalo and New York have uh, a two and three record, which Buffalo I think has the tiebreaker because uh, the Jets have lost, have gone and already losing divisional games. They, they've already lost to the Dolphins, so theoretically in the division, uh, the Buffalo's third, Jets are fourth, because Buffalo has not played a divisional game yet. Um, again, and I, I will cover the Jets game because they are 2-3 and three because they won, and they won a very surprising matchup, but they won. But yeah, going back to the Bengals-Dolphins, though, um, the Bengals are 4-1 and one right now. Uh, I mean, the Steelers are not... Steelers are doing what they can to make up ground, but it, it's right now the Bengals' division. I mean, the Ravens also been competitive. Like the honestly, the the NFC North. It's, it's kind of funny how the AFC East and the AFC North have been not the NFC North, but the AFC North have uh, had their have had a, a very surprising like format and how a very surprising structure this year. And so does the NFC East to some extent, but. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of weird how these some of these divisions are playing out. Like the Dolphins right now are three and two. They're they're currently in a very like. Par- There's a lot of parity in the AFC East, and then you have the uh, the Bengals who are four and one. Who which right now um the the worst teams in the NFC North are two two and one, which should be a, which again that's a statement surprisingly considering the fact that the Browns were winless come last last season, and again the Browns could theoretically come back. Uh, and I mean theoretically, not by theoretically, but they could have they have a realistic path to come back and take the division if they wanted to, because two two and one is doable. It's doable, especially with the 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 other two uh, within one game of each. Especially when you have the tiebreaker at this point, you just need the Ravens to open a door and lose a game, which is very realistic at this point going forward. And you also need the Bengals to lose twice, which again the Bengals are good, but they're not. They they found ways to lose. They have found ways to lose games, so. Um, we're going to see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, I think, again, but going back to the Dolphins again, Ryan Tannenhill is uh, Ryan Tannenhill is just kind of in a situation where I feel like the, the, the cracks of his team are starting to show. They got they kind of were, were coming in unexpectedly hot, and now they're starting to realize, oh, wait, now they're kind of cr- coming back to earth a bit because I, I, I think this is going to be consistency. They, they stripped their roster for parts. This is a team that stripped their roster for parts, and is now kind of making up cap situation like Buffalo, but Buffalo um, has an elite defense. Uh, the Dolphins don't, and they don't really have that creative an offense. They they have had an, a creative offense and that can win the games occasionally, but by no means they're that great of an offense. But you do have to commend the Dolphins for going uh, up seventeen to nothing, only to lose twenty seven by uh, by giving up twenty seven points. That's that's a way to lose. Um, but yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see Bengals. It's going to be interesting to see how the Bengals are going to be able to keep that lead and how they're going to be able to keep that lead. If they can, they can hold their ground against some of these, uh, other teams, which again, this division is very wide open. Um, a lot of divisions are still very wide open from a realistic standpoint because they're all within a couple games of each other after week five. It's like, it's, there are a couple, a couple divisions where it's not as open where there's just a, there are a couple weaker teams, but there seems to be like clear rankings almost to an extent of the divisions but anyways uh, I do want to cover the Ravens Browns um, 
with the Browns kind of being in a situation where, I, I mean, they have gone into four overtimes. The only time they didn't go to overtime out of five games was uh, against the Jets when they took the victory. But they finally won a game in overtime. I mean, they've lost the other two and tied the uh, obvious one, and that's why they're 2-2-1. Two, two, and, and they beat the Ravens. They took the divisional uh, opponent against the Ravens, and they didn't tie again, which is incredible. I, I feel like I would almost want to bet in Vegas right now. Again, I'm not encouraging to bet in, uh, people to bet, but I would almost want to see if there's a bet in Vegas to say, will, will the Browns go to overtime again? Because that is something that would not be surprising. It was something you can bet on in Vegas. Because it seems to me that right now it has an 80% occurrence rate. And even if it doesn't happen next week, it's still 66%. It's going to take a while before that number crashes down to earth. I mean, here's the reality. They've gone to overtime four times. They can't go lower than 25% this year. They can't. Even, even, if they, even if they put themselves in a situation where they don't go to overtime ever again, the regular, regulation, they still they have already started the season with four OT games. So they're... They're going to OT 25% of the time. So it's just something interesting to kind of see. Jarvis Landry's playing fine. Baker Mayfield is playing good football. Uh, Joe Flacco's got some issues right now. But again, the division is still very much wide open because they were 3-1 going in the game. They could have been 4-1. They, they could have taken care of business at home. but they um, Or, I'm sorry, not home. They were in Cleveland. Uh, and it's just one of those things where if they took care of business... They would be tied with it right now with the Bengals in a real, and it would be really a two horse race, or at the very least, it'd be two horse race with the Steelers having the ability to come back. Which, uh, yeah, again, we're going to cover the Steelers in a little bit, where they kind of also had a very interesting Sunday as well. But yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how that goes. I'm realizing I say interesting a lot. I, I I'm starting to say hear it as like my. My, like, go-to word. I'm going to try to ease up on that for the... I mean, either going to ease up or double down on it the rest of the way. So, uh, we'll see how that goes. Another one, I'm going to see how that goes. Yeah, I'm going to... I think I'm going to cut off interesting, and I'm going to make... Well, we'll see how that goes as a meme. I'm just going to do that. So, uh, let's keep going. Let's keep going with the Packers-Lions, which... Um, yeah, that division is still very much wide open. Another division that's still very much wide open in a not-so-great way. Well, I think it's... I mean, I don't know if it's so much wide open. I want to take a look at something. Oh, yeah. Well, theoretically wide open, but we'll we'll see how the Bears do next week. Uh, Bears and Bucks were in by, by the way, so I'm not going to be covering those two teams today. Um, Packers-Lions. Lions won 31-23. That's one. The second thing, though, that was surprising to see, which is uh, was just the the idea that Mason Crosby missed four field goals. He makes all four of those field goals. It's a Packer win. That is that is something where, yeah, I get if you missed one. That would have been heartbreaking. But four, and it's clearly shown that's why you lost. It, it's just one of those things that Lions are finding a way to squeak out victories even though they have played questionable football. Again, there's a lot of, uh, especially how the Vikings have also started. There's some questionable question marks in terms of how that division's going. There's a, that go, that division can go to anybody at this point. It can go to anybody. It's Aaron Rodgers. It, it's kind of sad though uh, that it also that um, Aaron Rodgers' talent is currently being wasted in in Green Bay, which is incredible to say. But he doesn't have an offense around him. 
he I mean, well he has an offense around him. He it's just a very banged up one. It's a defense that is kind of like collapsing around him, and the team as a whole is collapsing around him essentially, and not and he's not been able to rally back. And again, we've seen this happen the last few seasons where they've struggled in the beginning and then they've come back and come back strong. However, it seems to me that. Aaron Rodgers is kind of in a tough situation where if they can't fully fix things that he needs to like go into in Green Bay and ask for radical changes in terms of certain positions, especially on defense, because they need it. They need it. Uh, and the Lions, Matthew Stafford, they're showing that they shouldn't be going away anytime soon. They're not going away. Um, they, this is a team that can has won against two, theoretically, a potential Super Bowl matchup, which is Packers' uh, preseason Super Bowl matchup, which is New England-Green uh, Bay, and they've beaten both of those teams. They've lost the other three games, but they've beaten both of those teams. That that should say something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's going to be... Again, there was one ga- there's, there's one game in between that division, another division that's very up for grabs. So we'll see how that goes going forward, and um, both teams. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be intriguing to see. I almost said interesting. I've, I've gone against that, uh, but yeah, no, it's gonna be intriguing to see how uh, this next matchup goes and ter- uh, these next matchups goes, which I'll cover in a couple of days. Uh, Jaguars Chiefs, uh, Chiefs winning. They're five and zero. The, the Jaguars lost the ball five times. Blake Bortles is questionable at quarterback. Nothing really new here. Um, Patrick Mahomes is 5-0. and Let's see how long this lasts. I, I kind of want to... I'm waiting for the game that Patrick Mahomes gets a real test, which, um, yeah, I think it's going to be... If There's kind of in a situation with Kareem Hunt, and uh, they're kind of in a situation with Kareem Hunt, who had a decent day. Um, and Tyree Kill, and he clearly happen- has weapons around him. This defense is playing top-notch football. The Chiefs are looking like a, potent- uh, a Super Bowl contender right now. It, I mean, granted, right now in five weeks, it looked like Chiefs-Rams. I don't know if it'll be Chiefs-Rams at the end of the day, but it looks like Chiefs-Rams right now. So we'll see how that goes going forward. Jaguars really need to pull themselves out because they they started the season hot, and then they lost to the t- Titans, and then now they've lost to the they've lost to the Chiefs. Again, granted, too, uh, the Chiefs are were undefeated going in, so the Jaguars. This was good. This is gonna be a tough match for the Jaguars, anyways. And um, I mean, you gotta give them credit where credits due. So I don't know if it, I feel feel like the Jaguars don't need to come back next week and win. All right, all right. Um, Broncos Jets uh, again uh, gets two teams who had. Uh, against two teams who had uh, who currently now have two and three record. The Jets. Pulled off a win, thirty-four to sixteen. Sam Darnold had a great day. Uh, actually, I really Sam Darnold did have a good day. But I also do want to acknowledge that it was Isaiah Crowell that was the the, the top player because he had a career high two hundred and nineteen rush yards. He ran for two hundred yards. Yeah, that's gonna win you football games. When you run for two hundred yards in a single game, it, that's gonna win. And if it doesn't, your defense is not doing their job. So. Yeah, that's that's kind of where the Jets are. The Broncos just got got trampled, and they've been trampled the last couple of weeks straight because they lost to the Chiefs last week. Again, granted, Chiefs are not an opponent that is a give me by any means. So, but anyways, you can't they can't keep losing like that. So, yeah, that's gonna be it's I've been it's going to be we're gonna have to look and see how these teams perform going forward. Um, 
again, the Jets are not out of their division. The Broncos are. This the the as much as we've had a lot of divisions that seem to be still very much up for grabs. Um and I didn't really cover actually I didn't really cover the uh the uh the uh, AFC South, but I will get to it when we get to the Monday night game. Or, I'm sorry, the Sunday night game. But uh the the Jets seem to be in a situation where again, as much as they're still very much in it, the Broncos they're playing against a team that's five and zero right now. They're they're fighting for wild card. They're they're fighting for wild card. Um, the other two records are are kind of they're kind of like in they're currently in third. I mean, Chargers are in second, and I'll explain why in a moment. But yeah, it's it's got they've got to start winning games very soon. That's pretty much it. Case Keenum's got to start performing at a higher level and more consistent because he's getting paid the money. I mean, he isn't the worst waste of money. I mean, Sam Bradford's. They're they're kicking the Cardinals are kicking themselves with the Sam Bradford deal, um, but and, and again I'll tell you especially why in a moment but it's one of those things that uh, we're gonna have to see how things go going forward for these two teams, Falcons Steelers, Steelers blow out Falcons, Falcons have a bad defense, Steelers have somewhat of a competent defense. James Conner score had 185 scrimmage yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, this sounds just about right. Falcons are in a lot of trouble. They're one four. They're, the lack of defense is the reason why they're losing all these games. No, I'm not even joking. Their their defensive coordinator is should be on the hot seat as much as anyone else, and possibly the GM. Someone's got to roll. Some head has got to roll for for them scoring on a regular basis 30 plus points. There there has to be. There has some of the heads got to roll. Someone's got to lose their job. This can't be like you can't just allow forty points on a regular basis in the league and expect your your job to keep around. That that's that's just it. Steelers are still very much in it because of the Falcons. They would have been in a lot of trouble if they went one three one. I mean, wouldn't been out of it, but it, there would be they would have been three games out of the Bengals. They would have had to come back strong. And I do want to acknowledge that right now they're saying Le'Veon Bell is going to come back uh, after the bye week seven. So, it, again, it's going to be, it's they got they're going to have to rally. But again, James Conner is not the reason why they're losing. It, it wasn't the James Conner wasn't the reason why they were losing games. Yeah, he made questionable plays at times, but he hasn't been the reason why they've lost. Le'Veon Bell is kind of been out for a while. But honestly, I don't even know if the Steelers need Le'Veon Bell. I think they should be just looking to trade him. They should just look to, for Le'Veon to get traded because at this point in time, James Conner looks like. A, an amazing running back for them. They should just roll with James Conner for the rest of the uh, uh, for the future because right now he might be the future of running of the running game in Green Bay, and they should just embrace it at this point because he's had he's shown promise with the line. Um, Chargers Raiders, uh, twenty six to ten. Raiders are struggling. Chargers are showing that why they have a tough offense. They're the best. The Chargers are the best competition for the Chiefs right now. The Raiders' season's effectively done. You're paying Gruden a hundred million dollars. At least you got nine more years to go at this point. That's all I got to say about this. They, they, if they want, they are like again one of four teams at this point, with the exception of one division, are desperate to get a win next week. They should be desperate to get a win next week, with one exception. With one division exception, because but especially this one, one. One and four, they cannot go one and five in the in the AFC West. They cannot go uh, one five in the AFC West. They will be done in the AFC West. They're not going to come back in the AFC. They're, the Raiders are their season's almost is effectively going to be done soon. If they can't pull a win out next week, so 
um, or or the next game. So I don't know if they're I I, I don't have confirmation on what who is on by next week. So I'm not gonna say anything more than that. But I, yeah, if they yeah the Raiders definitely need to pull this win out on uh, next week. But the Chargers, Melvin Gordon played well. Phil Rivers. I mean, it seems like a winning formula. Their defense and overall clutch concerns are something they have to. Their their defense has shown uh, some good stuff and. The the reality is though that uh, there there are good parts of the defense, but they're they've also struggled at times. So it's just really with the Chargers, they've just had tough games as well. So I mean, the Chargers just need to find ways to get wins. But yeah, Philip Rivers is at least looking like they might be they might be priming up for another postseason run, or or at least another postseason push because uh, they can win if they can get themselves in the postseason. They're going to be a dangerous team. I, I, I'm calling it. They will be a dangerous team if they get to the postseason. Um, next, uh, Vikings-Eagles. Eagles are... It's kind of funny how the Vikings won that game. Um, Adam Thielen, by the way, had over 100 yards, has had 100 yards in his first five games, which is incredible uh, for a receiver to have. And he's showing consistency. He's arguably one of the best receivers in right now in football with that, because you're just, or at least you're showing one of the more consistent ones. Um, but yeah, the Vikings are currently in a situation where, uh, they, it's funny how they won their game and they're still at the bottom of their division or they're top or they're near the bottom of the division and the Eagles lost and they're still relatively near the top again. I mean, and, the, and these were teams that this was a Super Bowl or not a Super Bowl. This is an NFC championship rematch and both teams are kind of have only two wins out of five. It's just, it's kind of just sad. It's just kind of sad of this fall for grace. And, and it's not really Carson Wentz's fault. Carson Wentz is playing fine football. The, the Eagles just are not play, making good plays and are just playing down the competition, which is it's not a winning formula. It's not how they got far in last year. It's it's kind of shown. I, I think their Super Bowl win has started to go to their head. And again, they can still pull this division out. Anyone in the NFC East can pull this division out. I will get to that. But, yeah, this is still... Very much. There's a lot of competition left in this in this league at this point. Um, there's a couple places where there's not a lot of competition left, but there, but there, it's mostly there's a lot of competition the rest of the way, pretty much. Um, speaking of not a lot of competition, the next two games are involves two divisional matchups in the uh, NFC in the NFC West, which is. A, Effectively decided at this point. Uh, Cardinals twenty eighteen. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's injury is one thing. Jimmy Garoppolo's out. Your your the Cardinal season's basically. Uh, I'm sorry, the Forty Nine ers season's basically over. The Cardinals started zero and four and are starting Josh Rosen, who is not is not a consistently great quarterback and has a potentially low ceiling. Yeah, their season's pretty much over. The Seahawks are the best competitive nature of the Rams, and they're already three games down and lost. That's all I gotta say. Todd Gurley uh, ha- uh, and the Rams offense had a great day. Um, it still was a close. I will commend the Seahawks for putting up a close matchup. Um, if they, had, if they, if the Rams had lost that game to the Seahawks, this division would be a lot more interesting. But frankly, um, I will keep you posted. But otherwise, stating this, 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 this division's already hit the Rams. They've already, the Rams have already won this division. Um, I just don't have a ton to say about these games. I watched them. I just didn't have. I just don't have a ton to say. Uh, Cowboys Texans. Um, Texans have played very good football. They they took the game to overtime. Uh, Fairbairn hit the 36 win, uh, 
56-yard winner in OT. Uh, great game from the Texans and the Cowboys. Cowboys are at least, I mean, they're both showing good competitive football. And now, here's the thing. Um, I, the other the other primetime game, by the way, was the Saints, which um, won 43-19. And by the way, I do want to commend Drew Brees, who is now the all-time NFL leading passer. He is currently on pace with Tamian, to break Tamian's touchdown record. So this is... Drew Brees is having a, a is going to have a potentially an amazing season on the record books. Like this could like right now, if I had to make a prediction right now, Drew Brees is the could be arguably be the favorite to uh, win the MVP because right now he's playing like that. The, the Saints are four and one because of Drew Brees in the offense. There's no other way to round that. Yeah, they shut the Redskins down to nineteen points, but man, they have given up a lot in other games. Alex Smith is not that good of a quarterback. And by the way, the Redskins lost that game. They're still first with a 500 record. Um, the, the the Cowboys lost their game in uh, 1916. Again, the Texans, here's the thing. You look at, there are two divisions that are really at play here, which I, I do want to talk about because we did kind of address the Saints were in a good competitive battle already, which we already kind of knew. Um, but yeah, we got to talk about the NFC East and the AFC South, which again, another two divisions that are very competitive. With very poor records because, uh, I mean, yes, you have the Jaguars at three and two, and you have the Titans also at uh, three. Uh, you also have the Titans at three and two, but every other. But then you also have two two and three teams as well. This is this is. I'm oh, sorry. You have a two three team in the Texans, and then you have a one and four Colts. Which, again, the Colts would be out right now if pretty much would be done right now, and they do need a win next week. But they'd be done right now if this was if you were in the NFC South right now or in any of the if either in the five and zero divisions or even in the uh, NFC not or even in the NFC South where where the Saints are currently four and one and uh, are again are still in a very competitive battle because of not because of the Falcons but because of the uh, the Panthers who are three and one and they're just playing good football right now. It's not a gimme they can pull this division out, but they're they're at the very least making a really good case for wild card. But yeah, it, it's gonna be a really tough division. Um that that's gonna be a really tough division to cover. But again, again both the both of these divisions also had one have weak teams. Uh the Giants. The Giants right now are one and four. They're not out of it because the 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 top team right now the the other three teams have all have only two wins. Out of five, or or, or I, I'm sorry, the Redskins have uh they're they're two and two. They are they have only lost uh two games. They won't, they had a bye last week, so uh yeah no they're this is a team that's not done yet by any means. This is a division that's not done yet. I think there's a lot. I think the point of what I, of to this ramble is is to kind of realize that it's early in the season. There's a lot of time left, and frankly. A lot of divisions are very much up for grabs at this point in time. Um, and yeah, I think that's that's really all I got to say about um, the uh, uh, the, uh, the slate. Um, I'm going to cover some news stories and hype up the, the next games of uh, uh, hype up uh, next week's games, week six games, and try to try to make predictions for that. But anyways, that's all for now. Please follow us on Twitter. Um, that's sports ball today. Videos will come back at some point. I uh, just got to work on trying to create a team and trying to create some other stuff for it. But anyways, uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening pretty much. And, you know, I had a line prepared.
but I, I, I'm, I'm seemingly delayed on that line. Uh, I promise I'll have something good next week. <laughs> it's not like my promises have gone wrong. <laughs>